Moving on up, on up to the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. I have the wrong lyrics, so that's I just all want I know. to say, move on up. <laughs> okay. Welcome, welcome back to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chelsea Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat. It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. The bitch is back. Like cook crap. <laughs> yeah, she been back since this. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Whoa, Glenn. I'm Anyways. Still <laughs> you still hype. You still hype. I know. We've missed you. I'm glad to be back. Um, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. It's um, like your second or third weekend back in the city. Yeah, I'm back in the city for a little bit for work. Um, nice little perk of this job is I do get to come back to the East Coast. This is the best coast. Fuck a West Coast. Woo-hoo. Are you sure? <laughs> like, you can say that. I know, right? You think I'm going to get jumped when I go home? No, no, no. Like, do you really feel that? Glenn wants to move. Oh, yeah. for, for sure. East Coast, well, New York, Brooklyn, this is this is forever home, but yes. West Coast is cute. But yeah, I've been having a cute little weekend. Um, I'm walking everywhere because in San Francisco, Ubers are like a penny, and Ubers here <laughs> are like way too much money. Like for me to come from Crown Heights or my grandfather's house which is on Kingston and Prospect, for me to come to where we record, which is near Franklin, they try to charge me like $15. And I'm like, Damn. you can actually suck my dick and I'll walk. So I've been walking. Okay, Glenn, how's, LBs. how's your weekend, Glenn? Yes. I um, am getting into the swing of having a schedule that primarily operates between a Monday to Friday and having like the freedom of a weekend. Oh, so oh, life. you started your like job. A, like a life, life, um, which is cool. Which is cool. I'm, I, you know, I'm still new in my in my in my new career. So I'm like still sleeping in, kind of. They mean sleeping in, like on the weekends. On the oh, weekends, oh, on the weekends. and just trying to like you know. Wait, so are you gonna work at the inn at all? I'm really trying to move my way out of that situation. Oh, exclusive for check in. Get all the coin you season can. two. No, girl, I'm not trying to work all crazy. I don't know if we've ever even, if people even know what we're talking about. Maybe, kind of. My parents own a bed and breakfast, and I was working there off and on um, for the past year. Oh, for like my whole entire life, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like not my steez. I don't like to get up and make pancakes for people and stuff. <laughs> so in summation, your so, weekend is sleeping. No shade. Uh, you know, I'm a grandmama. <laughs> nice. That's good. You get to sleep. I'm single now, so I don't have no niggas. Oh, shit. To occupy my <laughs> she said, PSA. <laughs> For all y'all that was wondering. All right. <laughs> Chelsea, how oh was your weekend? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, mine was good. I just watched uh, a show, but I, I won't even talk about that now because we'll get a chance to talk about that later. But um, I was watching Crazy Junkie TV. Um, I meditated. Cute. I got like a crystal. Yeah. And we went crystal. We went to this thing all together recently where we got a crystal and we did some like envisioning. Yeah. It was yeah. very good. Very, very clean weekend. Cute. We're keeping it cute. I feel like there's this new fall energy happening. Yeah. I live for some it? new fall energy. You do because you, you like wearing a it. jacket. I love wearing she a jacket. She her chaqueta. I love a girl. <laughs> a How many jackets do I own? Let's be real. Like yeah. you're at least... 15 to 20. You're a jacket lady. So, Sade, well, maybe you remember, but we have a new segment on the show called Shit I Saw on the Train. Yes, yes, yes. So, this week, since our topic is gentrification, Gentrification. I wanted to talk about some shit that I saw on the dollar van. (gasps) Which is a basically shit I saw on the train goes flatbush. Exactly. Yeah. So the dollar fan, if you don't know, it's a van. It's always cheaper than the train. Always cheaper cheaper than MTA. You got to have cash. You got to have sass to say where you're going. (laughs) And basically, it's just like a loud ass van, mad Jamaican music. And it's black as fuck. But now you see white people on the dollar van. You a liar. You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) I promise you. I saw a little white lady. I'm leaving. A little white lady. <laughs> but this is the shit that I saw. Maybe so she I, was a white West Indian? No, she had on like, um, what are those sandals? Tivia, tivias? Tivas. Tivas. Oh, you know I love Glenn a Glenn wears those. I know. You know I love a Tiva. Okay. 
Ew. <laughs> I was in the Peace Corps. Okay. Okay. Right. So um, it was a white girl, white, white girl, and she was on the dollar van, plugging her ears as the man was blasting. <laughs> His Jamaican rah rah reggae. I would pay to see this. Girl, she, she I was, was like fall out. She was like so disturbed, like like she thought she was in an Uber Uber black, and she had the right to plug her ears. Bitch, you got on the dollar van. You knew what it was about. Let's just have your I, air drum bust. Why would you I'm take trying. a dollar van to plug your ears? I think I'm gonna like faint. This is the perfect transition to this episode. Good job, Chelsea. I'm so you glad know, that you rode the. I've been saying wild shit. Woman. So like. What, 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 was it like, oh, I heard that there's this new, there's this like cultural way of getting around. Hey, have you ever heard of this thing? It's called a dollar van. I mean, it's right. cheaper. It's right. cheaper and it's faster than the bus. Yeah, so it makes sense. Because they, they, be they just drive and they only have to stop when they have to stop. Yeah. How does she even know how to pick it up? That's true. Is there, isn't there a like picking up the t- a taxi? And if you're an entitled white woman, it's not so hard to say, drop me off at Atlantic. Facts. Oof. Facts. Yeah. You put on your best Caucasian woman voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so dramatic. Drop me off at Atlantic. <laughs> now. She probably got off at Atlantic and went to Target. And yeah. Got some method soap. Yeah. yeah. Method. Yeah. yeah. She probably um, did. Wow. And she wow. got there in a jiffy, but her eardrums were the in pain. Put on. <laughs> just plugging her ears like. Done. I'm done. Ridiculousness. I'm done. I have more respect if you just like hop in and you're just like about it. Right, you like I'm in. I'm, I'm from Flatbush now. This is what we do. <laughs> Not saying I want you to jam say, oh. out to. Don't be saying I'm from Flatbush now, girl. <laughs> you know you're from Ohio, right? <laughs> well, ladies, that was perfect. What are we talking about today? Like, let's just like I feel like it needs a jingle. I'm about to die. Gentrification. Okay, no sorry. Cation. I was diving <laughs> into the topic. <laughs> Chelsea got We're the clue. The Anywho, <laughs> so. As you all know, I just recently moved to San Francisco, Oakland to be exact, mm-hmm. Bay Area. <laughs> and um, fun fact, San Francisco is seven miles long and seven miles wide. Um, I looked up New York City, Manhattan proper. Manhattan, I believe, is 11.5 miles long. You can fact check me and maybe two and some change wide. Okay. So we're a very long city, but we're not a very wide city. But right. with all that being said, San Francisco is pretty small. Right. Um, and with the tech boom happening, I mean, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have Airbnb, you have Uber, Uber you have Lyft. Like, you can go on and on and on mm-hmm. with the companies that are there. Um, so many people are moving there for work and making a a shit ton of money, Mm -hmm. but it's like too much demand for the supply because for one, it's such a small space and a lot of spaces are rent controlled. It's like a whole thing. So like to get a space in San Francisco is like a fucking challenge. My friends were adding me to like these creepy groups that you have to join and sending me links. And I was like, I'm going to just take my ass to Oakland because I can't do all of this. Right. (sighs) But then making me, what is this side? A gentrifier. Mm. High key, low key. High key. High key, high key. Yeah. So I moved to West Oakland, which is still a little rough and tumble. No shade. Yeah. Aren't but, you running away? But pussy? Still, yes, I am. I'm taking my ass to the burbs because I, I can't. I have thoughts about that too, but I'll We can talk about later. it. We can open it up. But anyways, right now I live in West Oakland. Um, I am moving to Walnut Creek and I don't give a fuck. I got a pool and a parking garage. Oh my God, Chad. And a gym. <laughs> but anyways, um, and it's just Major, major gentrification going on there. I feel like Oakland is like Bushwick, Williamsburg, circa 2000, but like way more hood than Bushwick probably ever was. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Bushwick was ever that hood growing up. Like, no, I, I was hood. I still don't understand where Takashi came from with all this blood stuff. Bushwick is hood. Yeah, I don't believe that. I never saw Bushwick. No, no, no. I, I never thought Bushwick was that hood. I went to middle school in Bushwick and got accosted by this little boy who said, yo, yo, yo. You want to be my blue diamond? Because he was a crip. Oh, that's It was said, terrifying. At, at that age, I'd have been like, yeah. I must say, everybody was low-key, quote-unquote, banging back then. No, no, no. These things were scary. They would wait outside of my school because we were, like, the smart school and, oh, like, try to attack yeah. us. Well, not me, but the guys. I don't know. Yeah. I felt... But I would... I never... Did not feel safe if I were to be walking around Bushwick. Now, would I go sauntering around Brownsville circa 2000? <laughs> Hell fucking no. No, but I actually, 2000, no. But I, I used to, I spent time in Brownsville because, you know, I used to 
be uh, dabbling with who? With these niggas. What niggas? A Brownsville nigga? Yes. Oh, Ew, yes. Glenn. For our listeners, Brownsville <laughs> yes, yes, is yes. sorry, I didn't probably one of the last like gutta gutta neighborhoods. East, East New York. I literally wanted to be Not like even. East New York is washed. A ruby. Like I wanted to be like You want to be a ruby? You know like how you become girlfriend. a ruby? I know. And I used to think someone told me like <laughs> how they're gonna bless us in. Like you gotta my, get my, fucked my, in. Right, I thought they bless, run a train thought, on you. Y'all I thought the blessing was like there was like maybe like a book of sacred blood bitch prayers. I lied to you. Not I didn't learn until this year that blessed in was like literally like a a, 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 a train ceremony. Choo choo, bitch. Train. Yes, that is what. Yeah. So I say all that to say, or they though, jump you, or they jump. Yeah, they were like my friend at the time was like he get jumped in yeah, or blessed more, in. Yeah, right. But I didn't want to be jumped. Right, because they just all fucked you. Yeah. Yeah. Concubine. You're a blood concubine. But I mean, when I used to be in these areas, though, I didn't feel the same. I, I, like, you know, of course, even to this day, like, I, I hopped off on the J train near Marcy Projects even recently, and I was like, oh, but I still feel like I can, like, maneuver a little bit. That's a very safe way. space. Ooh, child of the ghetto. Right, right. <laughs> but we, I think we know it. Right. And that's probably like that's not, that's not safe for me. And I don't, I don't know and Oakland, don't know and I'm right. telling you, like, there's yeah. a big difference between like big city poverty and while yes it is a big city it's it no like ain't no corner stores ain't no chop yeah but other everywhere else says hood looks worse than ours i believe it's it's very different i feel like our hood always looks the best yeah like we got some some nice hoods maybe yeah but also our hoods like like a brownstone will be in the hood a brownstone will be in the hood and like i've been in and out of brevoort in albany a few times like it smells bad but it's not that bad Upstate New York has its hoods. Oh, that I look it. crazy. I believe it. I believe once you get out of a proper city, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like interesting. If if I cannot get a sandwich for a dollar on the corner. A dollar. Right, because I think now we're moving into some sort of <laughs> butter roll. pseudo yeah. like not suburbia. Suburban but, hood. But like cause so I, I you know, i I visited you not long ago and there's like this. It's just more like desolate. Than it's it, very desolate, and then the desolateness of it is what gives it its like scariness, kind of diciness. Right? Yeah, yeah, like you don't want to be walking what, alone at night. Yeah, I was just like, where are the people? Yeah, there's hella lots, hella yeah. lots, just like hella empty buildings, mad industrial. It's like yeah. early Williamsburg, out way out, like yeah. to in just you know, yeah. Okay, so I yeah. have two like main questions about gentrification, and we can we can get to them when we get to them. Yeah. But I just want to throw them out. Because on the one hand, people say gentrification pushes poor people out. Yes. And then on the other hand, people say gentrification brings rich people in, which brings more resources that benefit everyone. So I think those are like the two arguments that are constantly being thrown out when it comes to to gentrification. To the latter, um, and we can talk about our black girl doing shit. I actually just watched her TED Talk. um, um, Sorry, Glenn, I saw your segment. I just really got into this woman. black girl. Oh, great. Amazing. Yes. We have all these black girls doing shit. But... um, her TED Talk was really talking about how people say that. Yeah. Like, here come these benefits that are going to happen um, in your community and more access. But the people who have lived there can no longer afford to live there and right. and even reap those benefits whatsoever. Like, they're out the door before, you know, the, the local coffee shop or um, co-op grocery store sure. emerges. So, so that's what, um, like sociologists call direct displacement. Like when the rent actually goes up and you legitimately just simply can't afford to pay your rent. Right. So you're forced to leave, but then there's also indirect or exclusionary displacement, um, in which like you might be in a, a resident and you might have like a, a protected apartment. So like public housing or yeah. rent control, rent stabilized situation. But even still, you feel this like constant sense of like isolation right. and your network is leaving because maybe some people were affected by direct displacement and they did leave or the place where you grew up in and you used to get your pizza, that store isn't there anymore. You can't afford the grocery stores that right. are in you your can't neighborhood. can't afford the coffee shop that's in your neighborhood. Right. So you still can afford your rent controlled rent, but like your neighborhood is no longer for you and it's no longer your neighborhood. Exactly. And even if you can afford it, you know, they become spaces that don't belong to you. Right. Um, and I will say like, I'm super thankful that even though I'm, well, I don't live in Bedsa anymore, but where I was living, while it did become gentrified, I still 
felt that like sense of home because like my corner store is still there and like yeah i was so happy when the bougie corner store was built like yeah. on ralph and it's between mcdonough and macon now and my dad walked by he was like what the hell is this they got green juice what is this and i was like yes and i love going there but then like i also go to my hood corner store for like my hood necessities and I like being able to have <laughs> like your like, butter roll. Right. Exactly. My butter roll. Ooh, I love a butter but roll. I like being able to have like the two. I would be so tight if my hood corner store went away. Yeah. And it's also, it's less about even the kinds of like what they, what they offer, like what I can buy there, but it's like an energy. I know everybody in that corner store. Yeah. He's known me since I was like seven years For old. Sure. But actually but, I have a really good relationship with the guys at my organic sh- store too, which is interesting because the one that turned organic has been there forever That's as true. well. But they, I, I just, I remember one night I was in there like leaving Casablanca, the bar up the block, which is also crazy that there's even a bar up the block for me, which when I came home from the Peace Corps in 2015 had, had like op- recently opened and was yeah. like mind blowing to me because that's where like guys that used to start drinking at like 10 a.m. used to go. Yes. And then now it's like this trendy bar. Yeah, like but people then, come all over the city. The launch was up in there. Right. They travel to go to this bar that's only a block away from me. Which, yeah. when that happened, I was like, shit, because you know I already don't like to leave my home. Now I only have to go a block to go to like a lit-ass bar. Right. And then now I have like an organic market I can go to to have like food that's 24 hours, which is crazy. But I remember asking him like, yo, what's good with like all this new ass merchandise and he's like the neighborhood is changing we just had to like keep up with the times basically but if you're an owner that's mm-hmm. an amazing thing like your property value goes up right. all mm-hmm. of that shit whatever you could start charging rents and whatever but if you're a renter that shit is which a lot of low-income people are right that is not a good thing having all these like new things because then like the property values do go up and so like landlords are quote-unquote quote unquote forced to raise rents in some senses and like people can't pay that. Like mm-hmm. I was looking up the average rent in Bushwick right now for a studio, it's one thousand nine hundred twenty five dollars. For a for studio a, that sounds lovely for me. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> for a one bedroom it's two thousand one hundred and eighty nine dollars and for a two bedroom it's two thousand four hundred twenty eight dollars. This is also the average. Yeah. So that means that they're way more higher as well. Yeah. And FYI, this is Bushwick. That's average and that's like you are you are you're lit if you're paying eighteen hundred dollars for something in fucking San Francisco. That oh yeah. Shit is out of control. Oh, yeah. San Francisco is ridiculous. It said in two thousand twelve the rent was two point five thousand dollars and two thousand sixteen it double almost doubled yeah. to four point five thousand dollars. A low income family of four, I think the number was either one hundred and seventeen or one hundred and nineteen thousand. That's, That's low, low income. income. Yes. That's low income. That's a low income salary for a family of four. Almost one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yep, it's out of fucking control. I didn't realize that was for a family of four. Though. A family so of that four changes it a little bit. A little bit, but still, like in, in New York, it's eighty five. That's insane. It's it's really insane, and something that has been blowing my mind is. Like, you can be a teacher, mm-hmm. and you can't afford to live in that city. Like, there are teachers who live in their cars. Wow. There are people with jobs who live in their cars. So, like, by me, there's a lot of um, a lot of people end up living in trailers, or they live in their car. And then, like, you have a lot of tent cities. Mm-hmm. And then, if you just really out here, and a lot of people are, you, you, you don't even tent it. You just like pass out in the street which Yo, i see a lot i don't know why this just came to my mind but someone always used to tell me that when you see people living in like tent cities they've just like chosen to quit society right like if we were going to be on some like in cambodia no, not like, in america. literally in america right <laughs> like don't we all just kind of low-key have access to land like at a foundational level like, what do you should, mean you know i don't know the legality behind it but i did we should i like, did land. notice I mean, don't get me started with land. Cause like 40 land acres land 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 land. It doesn't belong to anyone. Right. So, like, who's to say that this is what this is going to cost and we have to reside in these places? Like, niggas should just post up where they want to So, a lot up. of people in San Francisco Basically. do post up. You'll see yeah. them all near, like, the freeways and, like, in certain areas. That's usually, like, where they congregate. Mm-hmm. But I notice, like, 
so the street behind me was like so many fucking trailers and tents. And I was always like, oh, God, I hope these niggas don't come over here. And by niggas, you meant white I mean, people. meth addicts. Just people. People. Oh. Sorry. And, and not, not black people. white meth addicts. All, all, all people. Just like the people in the tents who I was like paranoid might come like rob my car. Yes, I'm generalizing. Yes, we have high auto theft in San Francisco. So yeah, it's decriminalized. That's auto my theft fr- is decriminalized? That's what my friend in the Bay told me because he got robbed recently. Yo. <laughs> His car got broken break, into. It's just like getting a your car life. broken yeah, into is like a rite of passage in San Francisco. He said it happens all I the time. I kid you not, let somebody break into my car. What you gonna do, Shade? You better pray that that don't happen. That's all you can do. Let somebody break into my car. <laughs> you better pray, girl. Well, actually, no. I'm moving to Walnut Creek, but um, FBI don't listen to this. But I deadass was like, yo, if somebody break into my car, I'm just going to spray the whole block. Everybody get she it. She did say that. <laughs> Everybody get it. Because I don't know which one of y'all it was, and now I'm tight. I died with someone with a car. No, 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 no. I'm spraying all the tents. Oh, with what? <laughs> like a a Uzi? gun, Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's I thought line? you meant with like a Some, chemical. Something on my not gone spray. <laughs> Girl, come on, keep up. Chelsea, so the Are you from Brooknam or no? But no, but like honestly, I would just be like so. Like I get it. Like I get it. Like you're desperate, but I would just feel like so violated. Yeah, yeah. that's a violation. It is you because know? they don't know how hard you work and for your paranoid. shit. And paranoid. And then like, what the fuck? My fucking car is broken into. Yo, I've heard mad times that people will break into your car and like just take a shit in it. Like that happens. Why? Like a, like a warm place just to, to shit. Like, just in disrespect. Just or? in disrespect. And okay, for one, well, they just mad cleaned you. like twenty pounds of shit. Right. From like the streets of San Francisco. Like that's a common thing that you'll see. You just see shit. In the like street. human shit. Human feces in the street. That's a common thing. They're hiring people now. There's like this whole squad that's gonna like clean up the shit in the street. And there's people that walk around and pick up needles because you will just be walking around and there's just needles all over the ground. I mean, that's what's really troublesome about, I think, the Gentr- sort of gentrification that I saw, at least in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. where it's literally, I, I went to work with Shade one morning, and we went over, where did we go have coffee? At the, like, Tumblr building, or, like, the LinkedIn, LinkedIn building? building. The coffee that I bought Ooh. was probably did $7. You, did you find a man there? Girl. Oh, actually. There were some yeah, cuties there were some in there. Cute white yeah. Guys. Yeah. Some cute white guys. Um, Should have shot our shot. Yeah, we should have. What? Maybe. Not I mean, you. you should. <laughs> um, but but then, like, literally, when we went back over there that evening to go out, I saw four people in a little fucking powwow shooting up. Like, I lied to you not. I told you don't out look. the needle. They were rubbing their fingers up and down their thigh, like, their calves, looking for the point of entry. Oh, my God. I told her. So I don't, when they're huddling up, I don't look. Because I don't want to see it. But but then it made me feel like... And then I went to LA shortly after that. And like I don't really know the, 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 the situation with the gentrification there. But it's like we are casually walking past people that are like on, like high out of their minds. Or have Downtown insane, LA, right? Yeah. Or like OD mentally ill and are just like in the streets. Yeah. Right next to like hella wealth. Like yeah. what... Where is the balance? So I heard that, and this is just a rumor. I have not done the research on this, so don't quote me. But I heard that big East Coast cities give their homeless a ticket, and they can go to Hawaii, yeah. L.A., or San Francisco. I've heard that too, actually. And we get a lot of San Francisco gets a lot of homeless people from the East Coast because it's, it's easier to be it's homeless easier to there. live there. And like, yeah, it's a fucking place to be homeless. The weather's like generally <laughs> the same way the whole year right and and there are like literally people that like have jobs and just are homeless and are homeless yeah uh-huh. i mean that is really fa- it's just i think there's two sides here like i'm trying to like dig through it's like that is yeah. fucked up but then also like people are like there's literally people cracked out of their minds like walking through the streets yeah like I mean, yeah, but they're cracked out of their minds because they probably once had a home there or could afford to live there, and now they can't. Yeah, and so like that has to do with depression. People cope with drugs. That's how these things start. Anyone can become a and drug there's a oh, sure. major mental health issues yeah. sure. in San Francisco right now, and no sure. benefit. And they don't really take out, you know, care of the mental know. health problems. So like, I was looking at the post they were writing about how they're going to have these these people like hire them to clean up the shit in the street, and everyone's comments were like, "What are we doing about the cost of living here? What are we doing about?" 
you know, helping people with mental health issues? Yeah. What are we doing with the homeless? Like, you can't just keep putting these Band-Aids. Oh, okay, people are shooting up and leaving their needles. So we Let's provide, throw away like, the needles. clean needle. You know, we have clean needle program, and, you know, we have people to pick up the needles, or we have people to clean up the shit. So that y'all don't have to step, y'all don't have to step over it when you go on your way to LinkedIn. Right. Is but then why? it's like, what are we doing about the people that have this issue? And I know, like, in jest, I was like, yo, I really want to spray up the block because, like, it it's like this dichotomy of like I I'm a gentrifier, but like I'm I understand like I'm not trying to play you out like I'm I'm not just one of these people who's trying to walk around and act like this was ne- this wasn't your city like I'm fully aware and like a lot of people have like major Oakland pride like they wear these shirts that like look like Wakanda but they say like Oakland or whatever like <laughs> Oaklanda and like people go hard for Oakland yeah and like there's so much history there like Black Panthers it's just yeah. like it's a it's black a, ass city yeah it's, powerful when I think of Oakland like I equate Oakland with blackness you yes. know even their football team isn't the um the, the Raiders isn't there like coach black I don't know. It, Maybe it, I'm making that up. Black, the Jets though. coach is black, was, though. Fuck you and fuck like football. That was relevant <laughs> at all. She loves um, football <laughs> and I, I probably remember, doesn't support Colin Kaepernick. I remember cool. that being extremely <laughs> painful, though. I don't know. Wait, who don't support Colin Kaepernick? She Shade. said I probably don't support Colin Ooh, Kaepernick. I no, said he's cool. But oh, she's still God. watching football. Oh. I am still not watching football. I'm sorry. Like, you still wearing them shirts made by sweat shop workers and your phone was made by a little Chinese girl so get out of here <sighs> um, what I was going to say though the first time I went to Oakland that was the thing that was like most disturbing for me was yeah. to like drive I don't remember where exactly we were but all of the people that I saw that seemed to be suffering the most on this particular strip were black oh probably mm. grand it was grand Ave. real crazy it, it, it really fucked me up and then I think I wonder for you like that's got to be a really strange thing to, to, to like grapple with when you're talking about being like a quote unquote black gentrifier because mm. now you're driving up in Oakland in your Beamer and you're afraid that they're going to break in yes. and then you're having like this us versus them kind of complex or thing with yeah. people that are that are just like you and it's just by like whatever kinds of circumstances that you are in the Beamer in the loft and they're like not even probably in a tent or in a caravan. Yeah. And I'm yeah. doing white flight. And you're doing white flight. I'm because you're, you're, you're uncomfortable around them. High key. I'm, and I, I'll own that. Like I do not feel comfortable in my space. I've started, I've started to get more comfortable, but like when I tell you like be, walking around Brooklyn, I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I feel so safe. Like I would never come home late at night in my area by myself and if i and if i do and i take an uber i ask the uber to like stay there and wait until i get into my home and i book it to my door <laughs> slam the first door book it to the second are door. you serious I'm i, so I watched serious. it in my mind and i was like girl what we chilling yeah. like i was like really didn't you were like it. opening the door getting out i was like i, was I have to get my keys out i have to get all my i have to put everything away that's visible in my have car have you seen like a robbery or something i haven't seen a robbery but it's just like it's just known. I just kind of like, like, no. See, you I like living wanna, on the edge. Right. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I like definitely don't like to live amongst like seeing that kind of shit. Yeah. Obviously. Like it's very like, it is scary and also like heartbreaking to an extent. But I felt, I really, really liked Oakland like for its grit, for its sort mm-hmm. of like desolateness, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, yeah, there's hella like, uh, whatchamacallit, it's like. Warehouses. We are a mad have- household. Stop this hella. Oh my God, I can't yeah, stop saying hella. Ew. I can't stop saying hella. I, I alternate. Remember, I'm moving to the West Coast. Actually, I'm bi-coastal, right. which is why I use both. Right. Wait, okay. since when are you bi-coastal? In since I mind. got a home there. Right. <laughs> right. So when so I say that to say, actually, when Shade said she was moving to the suburbs, I said, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> you fucking up we our, live our situation. Here we live in, in Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. We do not live in Walnut Creek. With these old ass white ladies. Sorry. And we went to we went to fucking Walnut Creek and literally had we had like we lunched. We did a ladies who lunch ass. We lunched moment. and massaged. And massaged. Question. And it was nice. It was comfortable. But I liked being like in Oakland, like we were sitting having brunch. I'm looking at street art. There's like all this like it's it's Okay, dope. that's different. That's a different part of Oakland. It was two blocks away. Which is but that's still a but that's how different that's part what of gentrification Oakland. will do, right? Yeah. Like everything can change in yeah. a matter of a block everything or so. will change. Yeah, that's and, like DC, and mm-hmm. that's the other thing because the spaces are so small. Like 
five blocks from you is a totally different story. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much that I'm like afraid that anything will happen, but like, I'm just not trying to be like one of these, some of these white people that are just out here like stupid. Like persuading. Yeah. Like I feel like like they just like, (laughs) they just like are so blase, like walking around all times of the night. And I'm like, it's going to be you that's going to get got. Like, me? No, no, no. Them. Oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that was my message to them. It's like, <laughs> they would be getting got. I don't understand how they just are so, like, oblivious. They're mad oblivious. They just be out here. And I'm like, you're wiling. Like, I would never. But I, I don't even, I'm not even blase in certain parts of my own area. Like, when I'm coming home at night, I'm very, like, aware of where I'm going. Because you're from New York. You have, like, street sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're yeah. just like, these people I'm are from, like, park. Ohio. Yeah. It's Saratoga Park. Fucking walking around their dog at, like, midnight. I'm like, <sighs> is there a Starbucks um, in your Oakland neighborhood? There's a Starbucks, like, 10 minutes from me. So, fun fact. Home values <laughs> increase by 96% if they are within a quarter mile of a Starbucks. Not 96. Yeah, over the past 17 years, like. That's what has happened. You know you made it when there's a Starbucks. You know and you like, made it, but then you know that your neighborhood is over mm-hmm. when there's a Starbucks. But mm-hmm. deadass, I went to 125th, which is in Harlem. Um, I didn't talk about that. I went there over the weekend. And I'm not going to lie, I felt a little nervous. Harlem, you be looking some real sus over there when you get off the train. I'm a Brooklyn girl. Harlem is not my territory. Were you on the 4-5? Uh, no, I was on the B. BD. Oh, Okay. Shit was creepy, but then I looked up and I saw Whole Foods, and I said, "If anything goes down, I'm running my ass right inside of Whole Foods, Isn't and I'll be safe." How? I mean, that's the that's that internal grapple because I would yeah. agree. As I, I I could go, you know, I love the energy that is present in a place, but I still want to feel like safe. safe yeah, and I yeah. still want to have like quote unquote amenities, mm. which are like, what are my amenities to someone else's? But also. Even I'm thinking about, a yeah, but juice. even like literally like fucking food. Like people be living in food desert food yeah. prior I to eat. gentrification. Yeah. Like the, the only grocery store right in my area was like a fine fare, which had associated. Like it was associated, then it was like compare, mm-hmm. now it's fine fare. Right. All of that means that they like there was nothing in there. Right. right. And then like now I went in there yesterday and they had fucking Daya cheese. Which is like the melt, vegan the cheese, vegan cheese yeah. that melts mozzarella. I'm like, I'm a fucking vegetarian. I can, I, like, I'm, I bought it. Wow. Like, high key, I don't buy meat in Bed Stuy. No, I don't buy meat or fish in Bed Stuy. I mean, no. I go to Park Slope. Are you serious? Or I go to girl. I mean, you just can't. These supermarkets, dude. But, and then think about that. My mom goes to the halal you have the spot. Ability to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I go to, halal I'll go to Red good. Hook or I'll go to. Um, Whole Foods on Third Ave. Why do you think they're poisoning the meat in the hood? I just don't know how fresh the meat is. Mm. Like, do you ever walk into those hood grocery stores and they smell like just shitty yeah. meat? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Like, Western beef low-key be smelling crazy. But that's Jim's favorite place. that meat locker be mad, big and cold. That's a total aside. I'm realizing, <laughs> though, that like... Yeah. <laughs> Western beef... I think I'm I, I, I'm able to engage in these places in such a in such privilege because I could go to this spot, yeah. Like go to the fucking compare where they're playing bachata and pick up the like cheap things I want to get, right? Like the and, seasoning, yeah, right. And then still go and get like my stuff from elsewhere. Yeah, you no, know, I don't because I don't have no money. But like, I will because I have a job now. But. I don't know. There is a point, though, to you not being familiar with the hood. So I texted you guys earlier, actually, because I was like, wow, there's like similar shit going on in Brooklyn that happens in Oakland. And here I'm just like blase about it. And there I'm like, ah, like I got off the C train and they were just like, this woman was on crack, like just straight up cracked out, itching like jittering as I got off the C train and I just walked right by her like la 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 like skipping my loo to my grandfather's house and then mm-hmm. um I was walking past my grandfather's house and these people were just like outside also like probably on drugs and like were selling god knows what they just had like a blanket laid out with like tchotchkes that they were selling and this exact same thing happened to me in the mission right. in San Francisco I was walking by Mind you, I I walked by way more crackheads than one. 
Well, they were probably on heroin because your boy was leaning. Like, I don't know how he wasn't on the like, <laughs> on the floor. He was like leaned out, and these people were like dancing and carrying on the street. I like passed like a like a just like a ring of like a heroin party, and I walked right through it with one of our friends, and I was traumatized. Like, as soon as we started walking closer to them, I had all this gold on, and I like shoved it in my oh shirt, my and I was like, when we got through it, I was like, ah, ah. and like similarly, like they had all this random stuff like laid out that they were selling, and I was like, what is going on? Where am I? Like, what is happening? And like, I was all in my feelings, and like same fucking shit just happened to me in Crown Heights, and I was and like, like this is I Brooklyn, was chilling, right? It's it not that serious. No. For some reason, I'm, I'm reminded of when I like befriended this like crackhead when I was in high school. It was, like, what? Really intense. Who? <laughs> Did I never tell you about this before? You befriended a crackhead? Try to make it quick. So, like, granted, <laughs> at the time I told you I, like, was trying to become a, a Bloods girlfriend, all this stuff. I was trying yeah, to Yeah, you were trying to be hood. With the life. And I remember I was in the Chinese food spot, Sue's on Lewis. Hey! That's that folks know. Yo! So good. That shrimp fried rice, though. Hitting. Ask for <laughs> extra spicy. Hot and spicy, actually. <laughs> And this woman came in, I lied to you not, she had like a buck fifty, like she had like a gash. Oh my god. And she came in and she was like, she started calling me pretty. She's like, what's up, beautiful? Hey, pretty girl. That would scare me. She's like, I used to be just like you when I was your age. And like, I started to like, terrified. It was, but some, but I, I think we've talked about this before. I have got some kind of fetish thing and it's weird. Because I like got off on it, kind of. I was sort of like. Because I think I've always wanted, like, a street credi- credibility because mm-hmm. I, like, grew up very sheltered but within Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. So to imagine, like, this this woman looked at the kind of woman that was really, like, that bitch when she was my age, mm-hmm. kind of. And she got me from right there. And that she probably, probably got uh, blessed in. She, she probably got Like, your dumbass was trying to do. <laughs> oh, my God. But it, it was all, all, that was all it took. And I was, like, about her. Yeah. And uh, I would just see her in the neighborhood and I would just give her money every time I saw her. I would take her to the corner store. I'd buy her some water. I would get her food. I would say, buy her some water. Don't just give her no money. No, yeah, yeah. I would mostly just <laughs> buy her stuff because I knew even then. But yeah. I don't even know that was just a random ass thing. But yeah. like, it even goes to show maybe like the sense of comfort I felt in my own neighborhood. Yeah. Wouldn't be doing that in no mission. Yeah. I have a question. In yeah. in um in San Francisco, are they doing like the corporate rebranding stuff like how they're doing in Brooklyn? Like for instance, like Flatbush and then they broke that up into like Midwood and um Prospect Park, Lefferts Gardens and Ditmas. And, I like, think so in a way. Um I I I don't know it to the depths, but you can definitely sense like the bougier areas and kind of like where they're like super condensed because the thing about Oakland is Oakland is a little bit bigger, I think. And there's a lot of different neighborhoods and you'll just be driving through like East Oakland is super close to, I want to say Berkeley. And like, so East Oakland is like gutta gutta. Like you'll be in there. And it's next to Berkeley. Right. And you'll be in there. And then the next thing you're like, no, you're like driving into Berkeley. Um, and, West Oakland, too, is, like, pretty hood. And then you can drive down the street, and you're at this, like, Michelin star restaurant. Where, where we went, Glen Brown Sugar Kitchen, this woman was, like, on top chef. Like, it's right in West Oakland. It's right wow. in the midst of, like, all the impediment. And right in front of the door, that shit says, don't leave anything in your car. There's signs everywhere, like, don't leave shit in your car. Right. Do not leave things in your car. Like, every – if you go to a parking lot for Trader Joe's, there's a sign, don't leave things in your car. Like, people will deadass just break into your car. Like, they don't give a fuck. And I'm like, I heard these stories when I was, like, growing up from my parents, but I thought we were, like, out of the day and age of, like, people breaking into your car and taking your shit. Right. Like, are you deadass? Like, you're doing all of that for what? Ain't shit in my car. Because people used to have the radio, they could steal it and right. sell it. Oh, my God. I remember, remember the radio? the pop-out radio? Yeah. Did your parents use a club? Yep. And the yep. club? And my Aunt Gloria still has her club. The club didn't even club. actually work on my parents' car. They just sat it there. Your Aunt Gloria still has her club. My, my mom still, still has, has a club, club for a Hondo Accord. She puts a, they still put the club on? My, my mom, if I borrow the car, she's like, and don't forget to put on the club. I'm like, nobody's trying to steal this car. That's OD. No, but I was thinking of the corporate rebranding because, like, there was a South Park episode recently. And they it was all about, like, 
yeah, we need to rebrand our neighborhood of South Park. So they had this neighbor. They opened up a Whole Foods in the neighborhood, and they called it Soda Sopa, south of downtown South Park. Oh, oh my, my god! god. And hilarious. like it was a whole episode about like gentrification. Um, yeah, and like all this rebranding. Like the South Bronx is now called the Piano District. Yeah, or Sobo or something. So. So, so bro. bro, what the fuck is a so, so bro? bro? I mean, they're That's redoing triggering. all these neighborhoods. Bro. Like, well, you know, okay, that makes me think of something really quickly because if we're thinking about like having coffee shops, having this kind of like a, a Michelin-starred restaurant, right, in a neighborhood, like, and it was pretty affordable for us, right? Right. Like, yeah. Why not have like? Do we imagine a world where like communities are quote unquote like cleaned up and there are like places for people to go people and jobs and shit there. like that if people yeah. can afford it right right but it makes me think about like when businesses open up in at least for brooklyn and bedsty specifically there tends to be to me like some specific kind of aesthetic and it's always like hella sterile like clean lines and it seems to like wipe away like this essence that was in the neighbor in the neighborhood prior to. yeah and yeah. that's why people are saying now like gentrification is essentially like colonialism Wait. Yes. And like white, white, like white, like aligning it with some sort of white aesthetic. It and is. And a friend of mine, Mallory, who's a listener, she sent me this article. Shout out to time. Mallory. Shout out to you, Mal. Uh, it's, uh, it came out in 2016, but it's called The Oppressive Gospel of Minimalism. Mm. And it says, today's minimalism, by contrast, is visually oppressive. It comes with an inherent pressure to conform to its precepts. Whiteness, in a literal sense, is good. Mess is bad Mm. the opposite impulse of artistic minimalism i don't know it just made me think about like a literal whitewashing of a neighborhood well think about the 80s when they cleaned up a lot of the graffiti and all those things that was happening on the trains the whole like psychology behind it was that like you won't mess up a clean space yeah the broken window theory Mm -hmm. so if you can clean up the space like you'll be less likely to want to throw that piece of trash there if there's no trash around you versus if there's just fucking trash trash. everywhere it's like well what's the difference between me just you know throwing away my bag of chips than the 50 other bags of chips on the ground gotcha and but why does that why does that cleaning up happen only when white people are there essential question that's the issue yeah. like i agree like i would love for them to clean shit up mm-hmm. but like it only seems to happen when white people move in i mean i love me some benefits of gentrification and at the same time i'm like fuck like this sucks but we benefit because we're privileged right and we have the, shout that out yeah. Like, yeah. yes and we have this the the access to enjoy those things like i was talking to a friend and that's kind of how like this whole episode came to be because we're walking around West Oakland. She's moving to this really dope apartment. It's fucking insane. It's got to be like a smooth million dollars in fucking West Oakland. Whatever. Smooth million dollars. <laughs> like, um, there are these apartments across the street that are like solar charged and they all fucking look the same. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's so nice over here. And I'm over here like, yo, I live on the sus side of West Oakland and you live on the nice side and thinking in my head. And she's like, you know, she was telling me like, yo, it's coming. Like, all this is going to change. Like, they're going to build all this up. And in my mind, I'm like, so excited for that to happen. But then there's this other side of me that's like, this is fucked up. Like, this is why all this is happening. Mm. Because like, first you couldn't live in San Francisco. Like, the mission was a super Latino community, and yeah. it still is, but, like... Now it's, like, an art district. Yeah, it's, like, all fucking mixy and mixed up, and, like, now, you know, West Oakland's gonna change, East Oakland's gonna change, it's all gonna become gentrified, and she jokingly is, like, well, we're the, a good part of the problem, mm. and I was, like, we're, mm-hmm. like, I feel you in the sense that, like, quote-unquote good part of the problem that we're not completely oblivious to like the history of this community and what this all means and that you know a big point of what she was saying is that like at least we're black and we're here i was gonna say at least you're not white right Right. she was like at least we're not white basically and i was like shit she was like no offense to my asians she was like at least we're not white or asian because that's all you fucking see in san francisco yeah but what really is the difference if you're still the economic yeah, repercussions people, are still like relative. Yeah, people in tech in San Francisco make like twice the amount of average San Franciscans. Well, 
if you think about it, if the the tech boom is there, like that's inevitable, which is it's crazy though. Another thing, which is unfortunate to say that it's inevitable, but okay, whatever. It's inevitable. It's happening. You have this new black elite. There are a lot of black people coming to San Francisco working in tech. Like mm-hmm. we were at that party, Toasted Life party. Mm-hmm. Um, pay us, Toasted Life. Anywho, <laughs> we're at this Toasted Life party, and you know we're talking to all these young black professionals. Yeah, where are they supposed to live? Yeah. Where are they supposed to go? That's the thing. People do have to find a place to live at the end of the day. Yeah, but I think it's on that class of people, like the professionals and like the elite, especially especially the elite of color, mm-hmm. to then do something, whether it be get out in the street and march for policy change, for some sort of mm. some sort of like rent stabilization, yeah. rent controlled. Because those laws are like changing right underneath our noses. Mm-hmm. And like that's the sh- those are the types of things that keep a neighborhood Keep the essence of a neighborhood the same, if that makes sense. Yeah. Keep the essence of the neighborhood the same and give people, like, a right just Quote to have unquote, a place to live, Keep right? the yeah. essence of the neighborhood the same. I don't know. Yeah. Damn. I, I mean, really don't know what the solution to this is. Um, shout out to our black mayor, though. San Francisco does have a black mayor. Um, and I heard that on the top of her list is, like, addressing the issues with the homelessness. I also heard it was only because tourism is, like, decreasing because motherfuckers wow. don't want to be hopping over piles of human shit when they're trying to, you know, hop on a trolley. But, um, yeah, I mean, there. I don't think there's an answer. Um, it's just been really interesting to be living in, I call Oakland the Brooklyn of 10 years ago. Um, Damn. It's very interesting to almost go back in time to mm. see like when I was, you know, hanging out in Williamsburg and Bushwick and seeing all those changes to now. Yeah. And now I'm like reliving it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I definitely want to learn more. Yeah. And although I am pulling a white flight, shame on you, Shari. girl, Wait, but before we do the, before we do the, what would you do? Cause we've all experienced, um, gentrification in some way, shape or form, but some of our listeners may not have yet. And, like, I watched this TED Talk, and I just wanted to quickly read something she said. Um, so if you have not ever experienced gentrification... Oh, my God. This is... I think this, this is, is my, my my black girl doing shit. Probably. The architect? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, okay wait. Let me quickly... And then we can maybe just drop black girls doing shit after them. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. said, think about... I don't have a what would you do. Sorry. Wow. Unprepared. You took my job and then didn't do yours. Right. Wow. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She said... She said, think about what it would be like to find your favorite local spot, a place where you often went and and hung out with the old timers or your friends had vanished. And then you get home and you find a letter from your landlord saying your rent's been doubled. The choice to stay is not yours to make. You no longer belong in your home and and know that this feeling you're feeling right now, it would be... It would be the same regardless of whether or not the person who harmed you meant to do so. Um, So that was the developer. Mm. Oh, and then she said a developer, Majora Carter, once said to her, poor people don't hate gentrification. They just hate that they rarely get to hang around long enough to enjoy the benefits. So that's Liz Ogbu. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. So she is a self-proclaimed designer, urbanist, and social innovator. I love social innovator. Um, I'm and, that too. And her uh, bio says that she's an expert on sustainable design and spatial innovation in challenged urban environments globally. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the founder uh, and principal of Studio O, a multidisciplinary innovation practice that works within communities in need globally to use the power of design to catalyze sustained social impact. Go off. Yeah. And she did this incredible project because I'm not sure exactly what neighborhood it is, but it's in Oakland area. Oh, yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. very poor and like all this shit happened, whatever. And not whatever. I'm sorry. And then they were rebuilding it up. But she did this thing where she took the stories from all the people that are from there. And there was like a listening booth so that people understood that. Because people either look at places that are being gentrified as, oh, this place is the hood. We're cleaning it up. We're fixing Mm. it. Or they look at it as like, oh, this is a clean slate, untouched. Let's build it up. But like, act- in actuality, there are people that are from there. There are people that live there. And like, talking about this now is making me think of Native Americans for some reason. Yes. Like, um, yeah. I'm like, you didn't find this new place and you're developing it. It was actually already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if provided with the proper support system, it could have thrived. Mm. 
Um, and you don't have a what would you do? Guys. Waste man. <laughs> Nothing but trash. Well, I, anyways. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that place is called Hunter's Point, I want to say. Hunter's Point, yeah. Um, so just real quick, if you're a white person, especially um, gentrifying a neighborhood, just understand that the neighborhood was already there. There was already culture that existed there. So if you're going to join the neighborhood, just like that bitch that was on the fucking dollar van, don't fucking oh. plug your ears. Oh. Listen to the music. You're joining this neighborhood. So you either embrace it or go the fuck home. And don't call the cops on people when they're doing their, like, what the neighborhood has always done. Yeah, but I'm selling say, my waters on the highway. Or, like, fucking having a block party. And some friends of mine just moved into Bed-Stuy and... The a block party was happening on their block. Like there's the always a block party. In. In. I know, yo, the block parties this summer were fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I saw you phenomenal. You were, you I went back to them. the block where I was, like where I grew up. What block was that? Macon. But these girls, these 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 white women, they bought um the kids like bu- like bubbles and stuff that they could like play but toe the line toe the line you're not a white savior no no i'm sorry it's a very it's a very like tricky balance but i think it was like a genuine be genuine exactly we're like invested in our community right i want to meet the people that are here right um yeah it's hard it's really hard but even with our friend i won't say his name but we record with him sometimes i feel like his he and his mom are definitely very much ingrained and a part of that neighborhood. They are friends. She'd be on the stoop. She's, she's on the stoop. Like, like she's she, a gathering place. She goes to people's houses. People come to her house. The block like, knows her. Exactly. That's that's when it's okay. Yeah. And you go to the like town halls and your block association and you don't right. try to enforce what you would like to see in the neighborhood right. on them. Yeah. You right. Listen to what's already been happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you help keep pos- policy good so that people who aren't as well off or privileged as you can still have a place to call home um thank you anyways oh did you have a i was just gonna give a quick shout out to asha at dinner table doc oh yes what up bfs alone yes so she uh has a nonprofit that creates safe spaces for women and girls of color to share their truth through media literacy and self-esteem building mm. workshops nice. based around the idea that like when women, black women gather around a dinner table, like in media, it's like we're flipping the table, like in mm. a, on a reality show or something, uh, <laughs> which is like crazy. So she does all these like dinner parties, um, but she's also working on a documentary and I, right now called a time before kale. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Which is fantastic. such a good name. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to just document like gentrification. Yeah. Uh, so let's be on the lookout for that. I'm not sure when it's going to drop. Yeah. That's amazing. We'll update you guys. Well, thank you, listeners. We appreciate you. I just checked and we're up to like 3,000 downloads. So what up? thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Continue to spread the word. Recommend us to your friends. Rate, subscribe, like, follow, engage. Send us an email at blackgirlstexting at gmail.com. I'm Chels Pinky. Um, oh. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, y'all know me. It's Shade. Follow me on Black Girls Texting because I don't do the other social media sharing. Um, but I just wanted to quickly plug. I hope I didn't offend anyone from Oakland. But please be on the lookout for some events we're going to have coming down the yeah. pipeline. I, I won't speak on them too soon, but they're happening. So if you are in the New York area... Come fall time, it's sweater weather. Like, come out and check us out, and we'll give you some details on that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat. Um, speaking of events, I'm going to be doing a reading um, at the Why There Are Words literary series at the Bowery Poetry Club nice. on September 9th at 6 o'clock. That's a Sunday. So come through. You're sharing where you're going to be because you don't never tell me. Oh, I know. Wow. Yeah, you are pretty secretive about your readings. Okay, guys, we love you. Bye. 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 Bye.